this week on Best Friend Energy. We put some more sex in it is the short way of saying it. Got it. Less city, more sex? Or I would say equal amount city and sex. Uh, We go out more. We're more out in the world. There's more sex in general. Hi, guys. I'm Clea. And I'm Joanna. And this is Best Friend Energy. On the show today, we have such an exciting guest. I can't even believe we get to say this, but we are talking with Kristen Davis. She, of course, plays Charlotte York Goldenblatt in the Sex and the City franchise. The second season of And Just Like That, the Sex and the City spinoff, is now out on HBO Max. It's also the 25th anniversary of Sex and the City's very first season. It came out in 1998. I don't even know how that's possible. can't believe that. It's crazy. So we'll talk with Kristen Davis about all of this. Also on the show today, in honor of Sex and the City's 25th anniversary and how much we love the show, we're going to start by taking a little quiz to see how well we know it. And of course, we'll take some DMs. But first, we're going to take a very quick break. All right, Joanna, Sex and the City premiered in 1998, and it ran until 2004. First of all, one of our favorite shows of all time. Can we agree? all time. Of all time. I mean, it, like, meant so much. It, like, defined me. I think so. Yes. I think that most people are general ages probably feel that way. I think so. We love Sex and the City. We watched it. We adored it. But how well do we know it? The real question is, how well do we remember it? That's right. I feel like I, I know, know it, it very well. I know it inside now. Just my memory might not be great. I'm like an old lady. This was 1998. I graduated high school in 1999. Hey, like, I was already graduated. It'll be impressive. Okay. All right. Let's see anything. what we've got. Clea, you're up first. Ready? Okay. Sex and the City made which bakery popular? Oh, obviously Magnolia Bakery. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Okay. Okay. I think these questions, though, get harder as they escalate. Okay. Okay. Where did Miranda go to law school? Oh, she has the mug. She always likes to use the same one mug from her her alma mater, and I cannot... I'll get, can I give you a hint? Is that allowed? I mean, we can make the rules, right? So right, podcast. We, we can make the rules. Um, if you had to pick a law school. Like, Harvard. Okay, thank you. Okay. okay, there you go. All right, All right. like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're just like yeah. doing and this. we're just gonna do this. Right, okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. What was Charlotte's ex-mother-in-law's name? Do, do I need to, is it the full? Yeah. But it, she is a full name person. She's not like a one-namer. Very prim and proper. Wasn't it Bunny? Yes. I don't remember the last name. Dougal. You, you got it half a point. No, but Bunny, I feel like, is was her name. All right. How, how am I supposed to remember everything? Trey McDougal? Come on. I I don't know. All right. I, I, I can't be good at all things. Okay. All okay. right. Fair. All right. You know this one. Charlotte converted to what religion? Judaism. Okay. All right. Well, that, that was an easy yeah, one. That, that, was that, that was a softball. Okay. All right. What caused Samantha's red face at Carrie's book party? Oh, a chemical peel. You got it. Ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. Oh, my God. I actually remember that and remember thinking at the time, I will never get a chemical peel. <laughs> and to this day, I have never gotten a chemical. I was no. like, that did it for me. No, she's so, and, and Carrie was so embarrassed and she had like the beat. She was like, why are you a beekeeper here? Yeah, no, I, it, truly, I, I, that was that was it for me. That was I like what did the it. the book party. Oh, my God. I need to go back and watch every single episode. I might actually after this. Who fixed Miranda's TiVo? Steve-o. Steve. Yeah. I didn't make the joke up. That was in the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get an extra point because I remember the joke. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Thank I, you. I'll give you that. Okay. Carrie dedicated her book to which of her friends? Charlotte. 
That's correct. Also, our special guest. Can you even? No. All right. Okay. I mean, everyone knows this. I feel like your questions are so much easier than mine. They're easy because you're looking at the answers. No, everyone knows this. How did Jack Berger dump Carrie? Oh, with a post-it. I see. All right. Come on. Yeah. What religion did Charlotte? All right. All right. I got really softball ones. Okay. Okay. All right. What was the name of Charlotte's? Oh, this is an easy one. What was the name of Charlotte's Cavalier King Charles Spaniel? Elizabeth Taylor. Yes. Okay. Softball. All right. But still, I feel like I got... Who remembers the name McDougal? I did. Well, what European city did Carrie visit? Paris. See? This is so unfair. These are weighted. Who wrote these? This is an easy one too. Ready? This is so easy. And especially for you. Like, annoying. Okay. What is Mr. Big's real name? (laughs) John. There you go. All right. All right. I feel like overall your questions were harder. Oh, wait. No, you still have one. Oh, okay. What is the name of Miranda's baby? Um, Brady. Yeah, that's good. That that one I think is actually a little hard. I did not remember Took that. Me a minute. Yeah, I didn't. I did not remember that one. Okay. All right, we are both experts. I'm yeah. just deeming it. Um, we're gonna take a very quick break and be back with Kristen Davis. You guys, stay tuned. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Kristen, welcome to Best Friend Energy. I literally can't believe you're on our podcast. So I'm just going to try and like calm myself. I love you so much. Same. Oh, thank you guys. I love you both and everything you do. There aren't that many shows that I can think of that have defined my existence quite as much as Sex and the City. So sweet. I mean, we're just so lucky. We're lucky to have done it. We're lucky to keep doing it. We're lucky to have fans like yourselves where we relate and we feel like we've been through life together. Like it it is really special. It's so special for us too. And we can't believe it's 25 years. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, I, so Sex and the City, I went to college in New York City and my very first apartment in New York City was the silliest apartment you've ever seen in your life. It was on Central Park South because I, in my head, was like Eloise who lived in the plaza. <laughs> but but it was a room oh, no. in someone's apartment that actually almost shared a wall with the Plaza Hotel. So wow. the window was this far from the brick. So there was no daylight. Oh, no. But my friends and I huddled in that room Aww. to watch Sex in the City all the time. But let me ask you this, Clea. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Did it ever bum you out that we had the lives on the show with the shoes and the clothes, even though, you know, it was like 
kind of a stretch and we kind of talked about that sometimes, but like I had been poor also in New York as an actress waitress many years before. And I remember thinking like, huh, you know, I know there are people who live this lifestyle, but like, it's not that many people. Like, did you think about that? I mean, yes, was I eating pea soup and ramen? Sure. But was I also hitting up the Barney's Warehouse sale to get like every outfit to look like all of you? Did we go to brunch and pretend that we were in Sex and the City? Got it, got it. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like watching Friends, too. That's what I was just about Mm. to say. Literally, you just sort of buy into the story and you live like through the characters Mm. as if you know, you know, it's you can get past it because it's TV. That's good. That's good. I like that. I mean, as someone who had been poor here before, you know, getting the show eventually, I definitely also, uh, you know, I felt both. Right. Like I felt like, well, this definitely was not my reality. Like I was not wearing, you know, these outfits and whatever. But yeah. at the same time, I was, you know, on the streets and doing the things like the kind of fun New York things that are only here, like Central Park and, you know, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? How much would you say, Kristen, that you relate to Charlotte and, and like your real personality? I think my real like essence of my personality is the same because I think after 25 years, like, how could it not be? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, yep. But I mean, we have very different lifestyles. You know, I'm not married. I have never been married. It's not my thing. I was never focused on it. It was never like a goal, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is so interesting because Charlotte's <laughs> whole thing was that. I know. And that took some acting, let me tell you. It really <laughs> well, did. you did an amazing job. Yeah, thank you, you. you crushed it. Thank you, you thank it. you. I would stress out on those days where I had like, I would have like a paragraph on a page of all like... And then you read this book and it says, no, no, no. And then, (laughs) and then, like all about the the rules and the marriage and the whatnot. Oh, my God. I would just be like, how am I going to do this and make it like real and believable? I mean, I knew people like that. Like Mm -hmm. I come from the South where there were, you know, many of my friends who were of that ilk. You know what I'm saying? Like it was real. I knew it was real. But Charlotte was so didactic. You know, yeah, like right. she was 100% devoted for like two seasons. So those were stressful days, stressful days for sure. Because I wanted you to see the need, you know, that was underneath that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I loved where it went. I thought that it was so brilliant what the writers came up with, like that she started out that way and was so um, narrow in her thinking about it. And then obviously, the first husband looked so perfect and everything was so beautiful, but yet it yeah. was not perfect. Right. And then, of course, we meet the wonderful Harry and everything is perfect. So I loved it, but it definitely took some work in the beginning. Did well, you have a favorite scene or memory filming specifically that stood out to you more than the rest? I loved uh, my first wedding. <laughs> I'm not really a wedding girl, but you know... Charlotte loved it, so I loved it. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. what can you say? Um, I know, and I loved when you called Carrie in to tell her. Like, it's just, it was so good. Yeah, I don't even really mean that part. Because, like, this is the hard thing, right? Like, I remember the experience of shooting the wedding more than the scenes of the wedding, right? So, like, I blocked that part out because that was kind of 
negative, right? Like, I remember, first of all, I must have tried on 35 Vera Wang dresses. Like, like literally, I have a stack of Polaroids like this big of me in the wedding dresses because everyone had a vote and everyone had a thought. Our costume designer, our executive producers, our writers, me, everybody, right? So we tried on every Vera Wang dress that existed. And mm-hmm. I have one really funny picture of Pat Field, our costume designer at the time, under my skirt. And all you can oh see God. are her little feet sticking out. And she's trying to adjust something under there. It's so pat, right? Um, I, they're very funny. And I remember, like, I'd carry them around and we'd show them to everybody and everybody would vote. And, you know, it was a whole drama. Finally, we, uh, you know, the poof, the poof one won. And it was just, like, such a weird thing because it's not my thing at all. Like, mm-hmm. I would never wear that dress if I did get married. No, I would not be wearing that veil. I would not be wearing any of it. But I was devoted to to it. Do you know what right. I mean? Like your yeah. character like seeps in you and you love it because she loves it. I don't know if I'm allowed to ask you this, but are you were you allowed to keep any of the clothes? I have uh, a lot of the clothes, yeah. Are they like sentimental and special or do you wear them? Both. I really, you know, I really think about you guys a lot because <laughs> I do not have them properly stored. And I often think like, if I called the home edit ladies, they could help me. Oh, well, we <laughs> will help you. But we will come absolutely. over. Can I tell you what I'm worried about? I'm worried that I wouldn't live up to your standards. No, oh, no, 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 no. We will no, be no, there no, in no. a New York minute, Kristen. Yes, we we will be there. Right. We can help you. Okay. You bet. And you want to separate out the items that you actually wear versus the ones that are sentimental. Yes. And and that is also difficult because, like, for instance, the lipstick skirt is sentimental, right? That's where right. I meet trans. But I will get it out on special occasions, you know, oh, like, like a special I mean, do people freak out? Like, if you're, like, walking around in the lipstick skirt or people are like, oh, my God, is that, is that, am I... Like, you is know, it crazy? If I'm walking around in a lipstick skirt, I do not just walk around, right? Like, I get in yeah. a car, I drive somewhere, I get out, I do the event. You know what okay. I'm trying yeah. to say? Like, yeah. like, if I'm just walking around, I don't wear anything that you would notice. Yeah. I wear this. Distinguishable. Yeah. <laughs> right, you wear yeah. this. No, 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 no I, I hear I, you. I fully, I mean, I can't relate because I never no. really dressed like anyone in Sex in the City. I am curious because I know that every single person that I know, at least, has always played the game, which character are you? I mean, I think that that's a very common thing. I actually have a theory that everyone can be described as two Sex in the City characters. I think like, I think right. that I think that there's always a duality. Definitely. I think picking one feels impossible. I agree. Um, so do you feel like you're a Charlotte or do you feel like you're a Miranda, a Carrie? I'm Samantha? a Charlotte and a Carrie. That's my combination. <laughs> Joanna, do you know yours? Do you know your combo? Everybody but Samantha. Everybody. <laughs> I, I think that's what I would have to say. What, I don't know, Clea. You know me pretty well. What do you think? You're definitely Charlotte and Miranda. You got that 100%. headband on, baby. So you got to say Charlotte. Okay. All right. I definitely have a lot of Charlotte. I'm not nearly as proper as she is, but I, I have some tendencies. But that's why Charlotte. you're also Miranda. Oh, yeah, because I'm also good. just like, oh, yes. Yeah. No, you're 100. percent I've I've known this all along. You should oh, have just asked. Well, me. excuse you for not saying it sooner. <laughs> Oh, Kristen, do you feel like sh- you stepped into the role of Charlotte and, you know, played the role of Charlotte? Or do you think over time, did you infuse your own personality into Charlotte? Are you guys like similar or completely different? 
Well, I do think Charlotte was underwritten in the beginning. And if you read the book, she's very limited in the book. Like, and you can't really make sense of her in the book. And I asked Candace Bushnell about it way back when we started. And she said that she was actually an amalgam of different friends, which Mm -hmm. is kind of what you can feel in the book. Like at one point in the book, I think she goes roller skating after she's taken molly or something really (laughs) weird and i was like what and she was like oh yeah that was a different person don't worry about that so i was like okay um so my feeling with charlotte was number one her voice is very important they need her voice because it is a dissenting voice a lot a lot of the Mm -hmm. time and you have to have that or there's no like discussion really if everyone's agreeing you know, where's the show, right? So that was one thing I felt. I grew up in the South and I felt like the kind of social conservatism there kind of infused Charlotte, even though she's not Southern, Mm -hmm. right? So in that way, I felt like I knew her. And then when Michael Patrick, our showrunner, producer, writer, director joined, which was in the first season, and then eventually he took over, he really... um, gets me as a person and gets Charlotte. And I think a lot more kind of meshing happened in terms of the writing. And he calls it like couture writing. Like he's writing Mm -hmm. for us, for our strengths, right? Which doesn't mean that I'm Charlotte because as we discussed, I have very different life things than Charlotte. But um, I think that her enthusiasm or hopefulness, her cheerleader, you know, she's like a good cheerleader. Those are all me for sure. Um, though definitely, obviously I have, I have, you know, a darker side and bad days and whatever. I don't know. You know, we don't really see that many bad days for Charlotte though. I mean, we see a few, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I am her, but like you said, one, you can't really be one in a way. Right. Right. But I think there's more similarities than not. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Interesting. Were you so eager to come back and first of all for the movies, but then for it just like that? Well, I mean, it was a mixture. Like, I felt I felt in myself that we weren't done, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I literally never feel done. You know what I mean? Because right. yeah. I am always hopeful. So I felt like we weren't done. And we would, I, Michael Patrick and I live in L.A. And I would see him and I'd be like, oh, we could do this. We could do that. He'd be like, oh, we could do this. We could do that. You know, like, it was just fun, right? I, I never really thought that it would happen or that it wouldn't happen. I mean, all of it has just been a dream. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like you never knew what might happen. And that's the magic of it, really, you know? Right. So I didn't have, like, like hopes pinned on it specifically happening. I just had fantasies kind of, right? Yeah. And then the pandemic kind of changed everything, you know? It, it, everything changed in terms of movies and how we were watching things and all that. And I was going to do a podcast with Willie. Willie and I were going to do a podcast where we were going to rewatch the show together and it would have been so much fun because Willie was so funny and cutting and we were going to talk the truth you know what I mean we were going to say you know the good and the bad and the whatever we were probably going to get in terrible trouble he said to me later he was like it's a good thing we didn't do that we would have gotten in terrible trouble I I don't (laughs) know yeah sounds like fun to me yeah but then Right the same week that we were supposed to sign our deal, like we're supposed to sign our deal on Tuesday. And on Saturday, I get this text from Michael, can Sarah and I call you? And I'm like, oh, no, do they not want us to do the podcast? Like, 
What's yeah, you're like, do they know something? Right. right. Like, Whoa. so I was like, well, sure, call me. I'm at home. So they call me and they never call together, right? Like, you usually mm-hmm. talk to one or the other. It's like weird, right? So I'm like, yes, what, what? And they were like, well, we have this idea. And I'm like, oh my God. So <laughs> then I was like, listen, I'm supposed to do this podcast with Willie. We've got to call Willie right away and tell him we can't do the podcast. And they were like, oh, yeah, don't do the podcast. Don't do the podcast. we got to do the real show. I'm like, great, let's do the real show. So it was like that. Wow. <laughs> and just like that. And just like that. We have a lot more questions for Kristen Davis, but first, a quick break. As a major research institution, Arizona State University offers the most online bachelor's degree programs, along with world-class faculty and dedicated support. Discover why ASU is ranked number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Tap to learn more. If you're looking for a smoking gun, I can absolutely guarantee you, you will not find it. In October 2001, a series of letters filled with a deadly powder called anthrax were dropped into the U.S. mail system. What started as an unprecedented case turned into an unsettling mystery. Who sent these deadly letters and why? From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Josh Dean, and this is Cover Up Season 4, The Anthrax Threat, available now. Warning, this podcast contains juicy tales of a super dysfunctional family. Brothers betraying brothers, friends becoming enemies, and a mother trying her best to keep everything from falling apart. No, this isn't a reality TV rewatch. I'm Dan Jones, your host, and this is one of my all-time favorite true stories. Join me on a trip to the Middle Ages to meet history's most dangerous dynasty, the Plantagenets. This season, the plots are thicker, the ambitions greater, and the betrayals are even more devious in the epic saga of the family that shaped our world. From something else in Sony Music Entertainment, this is History, a dynasty to die for, season two. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I have a question that I've actually always sure. thought about. Sex and the City was such a groundbreaking show, honestly. You know, I mean, it was yeah. so edgy. It was so um, topics that no one else was talking about. No one else was televising. Was there ever anything that you're like, I can't do this? <laughs> like, is this like a bridge too far? I mean, I remember being really nervous and kind of um, mortified about some things that Charlotte had to do, but not that many, because she didn't really have to do the right. really shocking things, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and my mom had a lot of feelings about it. Sure. <laughs> sure. Did she um, come past the feelings now that it was like the biggest success of like for a thousand she, years? Like, Those feelings are, yeah, I can shove them away. Uh, I think so. I'm not sure to tell you the truth. I mean, I think so. But, like, she lives in a retirement home with my dad now, and I just did a Property Brothers show. You know, the oh, um, Celebrity I.O.U. Celebrity I.O.U. Yeah. So she had them, 
air it for everyone. She does not do that with engines like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so well, you want Samantha on the show, you know? That's true. She would call me and she would be like, I don't like Samantha's storylines. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, that's okay, mom. It's okay. I was like, just look away. Just look away. It's all right, you know? But I mean, I, I can't really remember anything I felt like it was a good idea that we were pushing that envelope. You, you know, I supported that. That might be a difference between me and Charlotte, you know? And it wasn't predictable. No. Like, that's the thing Thank is you. it really had you on the edge of your seat because you really couldn't imagine what could happen next. I love that. That's amazing. I mean, the thing that's funny is, like, as an actress, for me, and I still feel this way, if there's two leading women, I'm like, oh, my God, I've got to watch that. Whatever it is. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I'm like, I've got to watch that. I've got to support. If it's a bunch of women, I'm like, oh, got to watch it first day. You know what I right, mean? Right, right, right. And it's so funny that it's still that way. Like, it's so weird to me. I feel like it's better, but it's not as it should be. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, for us, when we first came on, I certainly felt like this is a show that I would watch. Like, I have friends who are actors on TV, and they're like, well, I don't watch my show. Like, mm -hmm. they would look at me like I was crazy, and I'd be like, why? I mean, for me, we, like, we, we would watch the early screeners that we would get, and then we would right. watch it again when it was on the air. Like, we were, yeah. like, obsessed with our show, and maybe that's yeah. arrogant. I don't know. No, but, it's not. Know, it was the best show of all time. We yeah. were excited. Thank you. You're so sweet. But, um, like, you know, whether it was the best or not, we were just excited. Do you know what I mean? It was, like, amazing to be able to do it, and then to be able to come back and do it in a different way but still our way you know like to do something that you want to do the way that you want to do it is so rare in our business mm -hmm. so rare that we don't take it for granted at all so tell us a little bit about the second season of and just like that literally for my own personal information <laughs> <laughs> um but like what what are the characters dealing with in their lives what's charlotte going well through? it's fun i mean i haven't watched it i'm scared no you can't be scared you can't be it's gonna be great i am you're you're gonna see why you're you're gonna know when okay, you're watching okay. it why i was scared <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I can't tell you all, right. all of it. But um so we put some more sex in it is the short way of saying it. Less, Got it. less city, more sex or I would is say it... equal amount city and sex. Okay. Uh, we go out more, we're more out in the world, there's more sex in general, and there's more um I think because we kind of mirror Carrie's journey, right? Mm -hmm. So Carrie had to mourn and and her journey is that that she's through the mourning to a certain extent, not all of it of course, but now she's ready to kind of um branch out a bit and therefore the show branches out a bit mm -hmm. in unexpected ways like okay. I'm I'm excited to see it in terms of the other characters because there's a lot that goes on with them that I haven't seen anything of obviously you read this their scripts so you know what you're walking into on the next you know on your well piece. not even that I mean there's a couple things Michael Patrick at the beginning has a call or a lunch with you where you talk about the whole arc and he's always done this with us, which is so amazing. And not not everybody is, you know, kind of special. So, you know, kind of um, your theme or whatever, I guess, or, or your big things that are going to happen. And this was true way back with the first show, too. Um, and that that's really helpful in television, because sometimes you might have an episode where you're not dealing with that thing, but you know inside you have it planted inside you, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, 
Then also we have a read through and Michael Patrick was a stand up and then he did Murphy Brown and, you know, more sitcoms. Oh, Joanna's other favorite show. Um, <laughs> I love one. Murphy Brown. My son is named Miles, by the way. That's a good one. It's a good one. So um, he likes to have a proper read through where you're not just like reading, you know, like this. You're like you're like on it because mm-hmm. he wants to know what jokes work and what jokes don't. So like whenever like, for instance, I have my new children who are older, you know, they're they're not my real children, my fake right. children. And I had to explain to them, like, you guys need to act at the read through, <laughs> you know, like don't read right. the script like at a regular read through. This is how other other people do read throughs like this. No, he wants you to be on it, like on it, like right. it's it's a it's an intense job, right? So we mm-hmm. go to these read throughs. They're really really fun. We get to see everyone, which is amazing, and you can really tell like the energy of a show, you know, because mm-hmm. there's there's different episodes, of course, right? So and some people. Like sometimes Sarah has has only read it once or maybe just heard about it because she's in the middle of a big storyline or whatever. And she'll be like, oh, you know, <laughs> like right. it's kind of fun. But I usually read it before because I want to, you know, prepare or whatever. I don't know. But um, so I get to see that. But then it's very different sometimes in terms of how it ends up, you know, yeah, depending right. on who gets cast in the you know, other parts or, you know, like the vibe, like sometimes I'll read something and I'll think it's one thing and then we go to shoot it and it just turns into something totally different. Right. Wow. Yeah. It's fun. It's It's exciting. Well, I'm curious, are there any other future projects that you would want to take on or things that, you know, you would be excited about? Well, you know, I love animals Mm-hmm. And I got to do a movie with elephants at Netflix because I, I love elephants. I don't know if you know. I have a, I, have I a, do know you are like protecting elephants in Kenya is like a deep passion of yours, isn't it? It is. It is. And South Africa and Zambia. I know a bunch of elephant people all around. Okay. I love them all. But my main my main organization is in Kenya. Yes. And I love it. But I also love horses. So. I don't know if it's the whole Yellowstone effect or whatever, but I would love to be in a period Western. The Yellowstone vibe, I think, has impacted all of us. I think you would be amazing. You should be in, like, the next, like, 1923 or something. Yeah, because... I like the vintage ones a little bit better than than the modern Yellowstone just because um, I, I can't picture myself living in, like, where the um, people, you know, live in the barn or whatever. I can't yeah, really yeah, yeah. be that part, and I no. can't really be, like— a corporate raider or whatever the daughter is. <laughs> no. So I like the vintage ones a lot. Can I go back Amazing. to the the African elephants? Wait, what's the craziest thing you've seen on a safari? Well, one time, this was kind of a bummer, but it was interesting. I was in the Mara, which is so beautiful. I saw this pride of lions eating wow. a baby rhino, which is very wow. unusual. Very, very Whoa. unusual. Um, but fascinating because... Uh, it went on for days so we could go home and eat and then go check on the lion pride and but I you know nothing really tops um, there's an area in Ithumba uh, Ithumba is the area in the larger park um, Salvo National Park in Kenya where the grown-up ex-orphans go of my um, Sheldrick Wildlife Trust. And some of them are, you know, like huge, huge, huge. Right. But they were raised by people. So if you're with the people who raised them, they come to visit, you know? And if they've had a baby, they bring the baby to see their human, like, you know, aunties and uncles. Foster parents. Yeah. Oh my God. They bring the baby? Like, are you kidding me? Oh, you can go to the nursery 
in Nairobi. It's not even hard. Uh, those babies, you will never leave. Oh, I, I really don't think I would, it's honestly. It's true. You can adopt them, you know. Like, put me anywhere with baby animals. I'm oh, like, I know. a it's baby fun, elephant? Right? Like, what could be cuter? Nothing. Nothing. Okay, Kristen, we end every conversation with something we call five minutes for hugs. So So just a few questions just for everyone to get to know you a little bit. Okay. Okay. What is your favorite meal of the day? Dinner. Any reason why? Well, if I have, you know, no reason uh, not to eat what I want, meaning if I'm not working, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> then yeah. I that's when I would have like pasta or something like so like comforting and wonderful. And um, delicious. Whereas usually during the day, I don't really have time. Yeah. What do you think Charlotte's favorite meal would be? Would it be brunch? Gosh, it might be brunch. She's a pretty big morning person. Yeah, she might be brunch. But, you know, she cooks a lot now. Yeah. Like, I don't know if yeah. you've noticed. Yeah, yeah she does cook a lot. It's going to come to a head in the season. You're going to see. Okay. I forgot to tell you that when you were asking me. Sorry to get off topic. Ooh. But Charlotte has some personal evaluation coming. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. I love this. It's good. Okay, next question. A secret talent of yours. Cleaning. Ooh. <laughs> and you don't think you're good at organizing? They're cousins. I'm telling you, cleaning and yes. organizing, cousins. I'm not linear, okay? Like, I'm an actor. Do you know what I mean? I'm like this, right? So, like, <laughs> if I see something over there that's dirty, I'm like, I can clean that. I can do it. I can do it right now. And I'll do it till it's done, right? Right. But organizing, you have to think in stages. Do you know you what I mean? And you, you have do. to continue, like, till you're done. Not my forte. We're going to get you there. We're going to get you there. Okay. All right. What is the last TV show that you binged? The Bureau. Ooh, what's that? It's French. You guys have to see it. It's beyond. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah, but you need some time because there's a lot of it. This is what I did when I was flying back and forth trying to see my children and work. Jessica turned me on to it. So uh, it is so good. And there are many seasons. They're all amazing. It's okay, so I'm good. I'm excited. I'm ready oh. to rewatch. And I love something with a lot of seasons. Like I love to get invested and then like have so much to watch. It's so good. It's so good. You okay. have to read the subtitles unless you understand French. I do speak French. Fantastic! I know. I'm really excited. I, I don't, I'm not like perfect at it. I'm not fluent, but no, you'll be enough good. that I can Because I understand it. a little and I could kind of follow it. But if I didn't, I could look at subtitles. Okay. If you could live any place in the world, where would it be? Kenya. Yeah. Really? Oh, that's so, well, just with the baby with the elephants. elephants and the trunks. I've tried to move there a few times and the people at the shelter trust tell me no, that I have to stay here so that I can talk about it. And, oh. I mean, that makes sense. I understand I'm like, that. I'm like, maybe when I'm old, right? It sounds lovely. Right. Okay. What is an activity on your bucket list for the summer? Oh, reading a novel. Ooh. Oh, okay. What What is your genre? What kind of novels do you like? Whatever Sarah Jessica sends me. Okay. okay. Is she I'm a big really reader? I'm really behind. Okay. I'm very behind. I have small children and I have not read fiction since they came, basically. I, I understand. I get it. <laughs> Let me give you a tip. If you don't already have it, a Kindle will change your relationship with books. Joanna, am I right or am I wrong? You're right. And I fought it forever. I would bring hardcover books, like three of them on an airplane. And she's like, you know, there is something for this. Same with my mother, everyone. Is it the same? Do you know? 
it is. You know what? And it, it makes up for the areas that it lacks okay, in different sure. ways. Okay. Like there's a light behind it. So if you're tired, you don't have to have a big light. There's so many advantages that you forget about the heaviness of the pages. Okay. And you are distracted by how efficient your life now is. Okay. It'll change your relationships with books. Okay. I'll do it. All right. Well. Oh, my God. We cannot thank you this enough. This has been I, beyond. You I guys can't are even tell amazing. You. Thanks for having me. All right, Joanna, it's DM time. Okay. You ready? I am. Danny says, if you were stuck on a deserted island, what's one organizing item you would bring with you? A Ooh. bin. A bin. Yeah. What you, are you storing? You're, you can carry fruit, veggies, like you can forge Where for are things. You like tomatoes and cucumbers? Whatever. Where, you, what are you finding on the island? Whatever. Like coconuts? Yeah. Whatever you need, you can carry it well in a bin. I you didn't guys, even have to blink to answer that. Really? No. My immediate thought is if I'm on a deserted island, I have so many problems that a, a bin's not going to save no, me. No, a bin will help you carry whatever berries you forage. Um, I think that I would bring something like stupid, like a shoe over the door organizer, something I would never use in real life, but it could provide me shade. Okay. Yeah. Like I could, like some kind of tarp. Hmm. I'm just saying, I'm out here trying to survive. Okay, you're right. I believe in organization through and through, but if I'm on a deserted island, that's just like not what I'm going for. All right. All you right. Know? I'm here for that. Okay. Mika would like to know, do you have a favorite animal? Ooh, this is a question we've never been asked. It, never. Well, we've also never been asked about a deserted island. No, that's true. But I, I just want to disqualify cats and dogs. That's fair. Because they're domestic. Okay. Like it's like a separate, I mean, like obviously I would say a dog, but like yeah. that's not a fair answer. No, right, you're right. Mika, I didn't know this was coming. I would have spent a lot of time thinking about this. Because Joanna also, she doesn't like the commitment of an answer. Like that's whatever right. you're about to say. You're favorite? Gonna, like that's a lot of commitment. That's a lot of commitment. Okay. I have a lot of favorite animals. Okay. Let's hear them. Okay. I've always liked penguins. I just think they're cute. I like penguins too. They're black and white and they waddle. I know. They're very cute. But you know, I'm also obsessed with like dangerous large mammals that Which live is on like an in Africa. interesting trait about you. Yeah. Yes. I really, you know, I really am here for like a big... Yeah, a big guy. Yeah. Okay. So, so what? G give me an example. Oh, like I mean, I'll even take like a hippo. Like I, a hippo. They're scary. I'm just fascinated. You know, the more dangerous, the better. I know they are fascinating. But bears? Are you kidding? I'm obsessed with. I mean, a bear is like an amazing species to it's look at. Crazy. But is it your favorite animal? Like, no, can like, you back it up? Like, being fascinated by an animal does no, not make your favorite. That's why I'm stressed. Okay. Well, try try and distill. I think I would take a, a cuddly panda. Yeah. Okay. I would definitely, yeah, very I, would, cute. I would think about like a favorite. I mean, maybe that's like again, kangaroos that's a lot, that's and stressful. like koalas. Those are both really interesting. I would cute. pick an animal that I could cuddle with for sure. I'm not picking a fish. No, a fish is a no. No, of course it's a no. Nothing but amphibian. Mean, but no. like, I like there are a lot of animals that I think are like beautiful, like birds and you no. know, all sorts of stuff. But like, no. I couldn't be a favorite because I can't cuddle. No, and nothing underwater. No. Okay, let's pick this. Yeah. If you're at a zoo. Okay. What is the animal you're most excited to see? The dangerous ones. The dangerous ones. Okay. Okay. This is like a real side of your personality that needs some digging into. The dangerous ones. You She's know what my least so favorite? with polar bears. The least favorite? I'm like, why are you here? Okay. A gazelle. Oh, wow. Like, what about a gazelle? There's just no. How like, is that even filling thought in your head? A I, gazelle? It just does. I'm like, I don't want to. They're always the first stop on the on the uh, to do. What? Yeah. No, that is the weirdest animal no, to have like an offense with. No, I'm like, they're like mixed with the ostriches. And I'm like, no, you are not special enough to be what? here. A yeah. gazelle? <laughs> yes. Poor gazelle. No, I just have a feeling about it. <laughs> 
wow, I can't even believe that's like <laughs> that registered for you. That is shocking. I think about it every time I'm at a zoo. I don't even understand that. No, I just am like, you're not interesting enough to be here. I, oh my God. But like, I don't think any other animal is like severely like less or more interesting than a gazelle. A gazelle is not interesting. <laughs> I'm so sad for gazelles. I actually like a gazelle. No, there's, oh. I'm they're boring. Like, yes, they're boring yes. to you. They're not dangerous. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but like an aardvark, you're fine with. Like At those least are weird looking. They're like weird Excel, looking. No. Okay. All right. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> Joanna hates gazelles. Okay. All right. You know what? An animal that I, in theory, would love. Like I love a flamingo, but they smell so bad. Oh yeah. Have you ever smelled a flamingo? No, I have not been that close. Okay. At the LA Zoo, you can smell flamingos when you park. <laughs> Like the flamingos are up front and center. You know what animal I love to see at the zoo? Who? An alligator. Oh, same. Again, dangerous. Dangerous. But you know, the annoying thing is they don't really move that much. I know, but they with their little eyes coming out of the water. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I, mean, I, I love ugh, at love a zoo, I love to see a bear and I love to see the big cats. Anything dangerous. Yeah. Again, gazelle out of here. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just can't believe you feel so strongly. I literally can't believe. You know what I don't like to see? I, any of like the, well, first of all, you know snakes no are No reptiles for, for you. No I reptiles. Am, no, I, I get there fast. Oh. I am here for the dangerous it snakes. It might be one of our biggest differences. No, I'm like, show me the cobra. Oh, yeah. God, no. absolutely no. not. Again, I don't need to see it like it one foot away from me, like without glass. I just like, if I see one in real life, I'd freak out. But I want to see the dangerous animals. I, d I didn't know this conversation was going to be so fruitful. Yeah. So Mika, <laughs> thank you for uncovering this wild side of Joanna that we, we didn't know about. Unintended. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly right. All right. That's it for this episode. We're back on Tuesday. But until then, we'll be back Thursday with Best Friend Energy Unpacked. You know we love hearing from you. So keep in touch with us on Instagram or TikTok at Best Friend Energy or at bestfriendenergypod.com. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on Best Friend Energy. We're back every Tuesday with a new episode. Best Friend Energy is a Hello Sunshine and Sony Music Entertainment production. Engineering and mixing by Nashville Audio Productions. Our senior producer is Rebecca Kaufman. Our associate producer is Cami York. Our executive producer is Sarita Wesley. Our executive producers at The Home Edit and Hello Sunshine are Lauren Lagarde, Hilary Franchi, and, and us. See you next time. Being a mother has its challenges. You have to constantly grow and adapt as your baby does. And while our kids aren't diaper age anymore, we remember a few tricky years with diaper obstacles like blowouts. Oh, yes, I remember. Not to mention getting diapers on active babies. And you and I both know once your baby starts moving, the adventure really begins. That's why you need Pampers Cruisers 360. A lot of people think Pampers Cruisers 360 are just for potty training, but from my experience, it's actually the best diaper to use as soon as your baby's on the go. It doesn't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, it has a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband, which is a great hack to keep your baby from taking their diaper off, which, if you've ever experienced, can lead to chaos. And as you know from the home edit days, if we care about anything, it's organizing messes and controlling the chaos. And it really stretches with your baby for a comfortable fit so your baby can move freely. It also makes it so easy to change a wiggly baby who's on the move. Pampers Cruisers 360 with the new blowout barrier are available in sizes three to seven and come in adorable new prints. The best part is that they are hypoallergenic and free of elemental chlorine bleaching, parabens, and latex. 
As mothers, we know how important it is to count on a great diaper. So for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Redeem Pampers cash, no cash value.